Welcome to Inside the Skeb, and I'm your host, Aaron Maslansky. Today we're here with Elon Mosbacher, who is the Senior Vice President of Strategy and Operations at Spot Hero. And Spot Hero is a technology company that is in the parking industry, and uh, there's a lot of interesting things about that to me. And Elon is a Skokie resident, born in Evanston, so I guess he is definitely inside the Skev. Uh, but I uh, want to talk a little about uh, the industry, about Elon's background, and um, thanks so much for being here today. Aaron, great to be here. Excited to talk about the SCEV. Yes, it's always fun to talk about the SCEV. And, uh, you know, you, you've been here for a while now, and, um, you know, you, you're in the parking industry. And some of the things that we have here in, in Skokie is plentiful parking. So where Spot Hero goes, though, is where there's uh, maybe plentiful parking, but a lot of demand, right? Like, how did, what is the, the business model of what you do? Sure. So Spot Hero is the leading consumer marketplace for parking in North America. And for those who aren't familiar, the way our business works is we've aggregated a network of over 7,000 parking garages, lots, and valets across 300 cities in North America, Chicago, New York, San Francisco, Toronto, uh, on one side of our business. And on the other side of our business, we have tens of millions of drivers who download our app, uh, and when they're going downtown, say from Evanston to downtown Chicago, as an example, uh, they may open up their app and say they're going to um, Millennium Park or maybe an office or a theater. Uh, and you can find all the available parking near your destination. You can see all the pricing in advance. Uh, the prices are also often at a discount relative to the drive up rate. And you can actually pay for the parking directly in your app such that when you get to a garage, it's really easy to get in and out and um, know where you're going to park and how much you're going to pay. Yeah, one of the cool things is, you know, I uh, go downtown, or I have been going downtown, and I've been parking in this lot for the past several years, and I always use Spot Hero when I go there. And what's so cool is that I don't even need to, like, pull out my app. It just reads, scans my license plate number, and it lets oh, me awesome. in, and it lets me out, and it's, like, so futuristic. I absolutely love it. It's so easy. That's awesome, yeah. We're doing a lot more. We're, we're trying to roll out a lot more locations like that. So it's pretty nice when you don't have to roll down your window in the uh, cold, <laughs> cold winter. For sure. For sure. It's like it's freaky almost, but it's very cool. You know, it's interesting to me um, in, in regards to parking, because, uh, you know, about 10 years ago or so, I was in a transition in work. Uh, 2009, you know, was the, I, I'm in real estate and the real estate market completely tanked. And I was thinking, <laughs> Where are the opportunities here in, in real estate? And what am I going to be doing with the next part of my career? And I always had a, a thought about parking and you know the, the parking lots themselves as development opportunities, but the industry in itself, I thought was just ripe for change. And one thing that I really looked into was robotic parking, where it's basically a large building that takes it, uh, your car on a lift and puts it into a space and you don't actually have to go park it. And you could get a lot of efficiency in one small space. But the other thing was I went and did a lot of research on the parking operators and um, how the business works. And I thought maybe I'd go work for them. And I, I didn't end up doing that. But one of the things I, I realized was there's a lot of inefficiencies and loss because it was so much of a cash business. So what you guys do is you completely take the inefficiencies out of it, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you touched on so much there between like park, there's parking asset owners, there are operators, there's hardware, there's software. People don't realize quite how 
uh, complex and 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 traditional of a business it is. Uh, and there's, there's a ton of ways that we provide efficiency. Cash, cash is just one, um, but there's there, there are many, many more. I mean, one thing people don't think about is is, is our industry. We're, Spire is an interesting place because we're at the intersection of real estate, which is one of the biggest sectors of our economy, transportation, which is another massive sector of the economy, and technology. And uh, what we do is we are bringing technology and digitization to a an industry in parking that that really hasn't been digitized like airlines or hotels or ground transportation or or, or even restaurants uh, quite yet. So we're we're trying always trying to find ways to help parking operators be more efficient and make the experience of going where you need to go in your car uh, easier for consumers. Right. I mean, it's, I think it's great on that. And then just to, to focus a little bit more on the, the owner aspect just for a minute, you know, I think that one of the things, the biggest things was lost from the person working the lot, taking cash, and then you don't know exactly how much is coming in. So the value of your business in any type of business is based on the revenue that you're taking in. And if you can't count the actual revenue, your business is worth less. So by coming in with a way where it's got to be cashless, and the operator knows exactly what they're making, they're adding a ton of value to everything that they're doing. Um, and also making it easier for the consumer. It's, it's so much easier. And uh, you know, how did the company start? Yeah, sure. So company started at the beginning of the last decade, around 2000, 2011. I wish and, I had the idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the funny thing is there's, there's been, since, since we started the business, there's been about, literally feels like a couple hundred different uh, parking apps, right? There's been yeah. so, so, so many. And, and, you know, there's, there's a game, there's this game I used to play as a kid called Othello. And, and the theme of, I don't know, I don't know if Aaron, Aaron, if you played that game, but no, I the, didn't. the theme of the Othello um, like the tagline was a minute to learn a lifetime to master. And it very much feels like our niche. It's not that hard to create an app. It's not that hard to start and get a few parking facilities or a few people using it. But, but it's one of these things that's very, very hard to scale. Um, and so we've, you know, we, we started this business about, about a decade ago and, and the founders of the business uh, started in Wrigley field. Actually, it was, it was meant to be a peer to peer parking where if you had an apartment or condo near Wrigley Field, uh, you could rent out the spot behind your building or in your garage, garage for a game. Uh, so the business started off that way. Uh, we also did some monthly parking where it's, it's kind of hard to find monthly parking in a lot of residential neighborhoods. We could advertise on Craigslist and, and help people match match kind of drivers and, and people at parking for for. for monthly spot. Uh, but ultimately the business really evolved to, to one that focuses on commercial garages. And at this point we work with over a thousand different parking operators across 300 cities in, in North America. And the way we were able to expand over time was being really, really focused on this concept of liquidity. And, and what liquidity means is that in a marketplace business where you bring together buyers and sellers is that, we wanted to make sure that anywhere we did operate, we had the most locations, the best prices, um, so that so that you, Aaron, driving into Chicago, felt really, really good about using us. And every time you wanted to park, we had a place for you to park. Whereas, whereas many of the other apps in, in in the space tried to spread themselves too thin, too fast. They're like, we're in every city, but they might have they might have only had one or two garages in the given city. And so you 
um, as a driver, didn't find that experience to be all that useful. If, if you know, if we only had one garage in downtown Chicago, you probably wouldn't wouldn't use us that often. Right. I think that's the key that you can go anywhere and you could use the app. Um, you know, it's like going to a city that you're not familiar with and using Uber or Lyft. Like you, you trust the system. And you know, there. I think there's one time I can recall that I had an issue with uh, a parking space with Spot Hero, and I immediately contacted customer service through the app, and it was taken care of like instantly. So I think that's a key where the consumer can feel comfortable with it, and you know, trust that it's going to work. And also, you know, you look at the rates that are on the cards when you go into a garage and they could be, you know, $40 for an hour or something like that. But if you use Spot Hero, you could save a lot of money because it's based on the real time demand. And, you know, you guys use a lot of artificial intelligence as well in order to be able to determine what the demand structures are going to be and um, how to best evaluate that, right? Yeah. So, so historically, I mean, the way parking worked is, is the, the you mentioned the person a lot before the operator would, would put rates on a board. And as a consumer, it was this experience where you're driving downtown, you're circling the block, looking for a place to park. You don't even really know the pricing until you pull into the lane and it's, it's too late to back out. And so it never, the industry didn't feel like, you know, the customer came first as much as others. And so we actually have a value at spot here, which is give, drivers the right away which is we always think about like what creates the best the best consumer experience so the first one of the first things we really did as a business is we said we're going to show you where to park and we're going to make sure that before you do you know how much you're going to pay um and often often oftentimes it is a discount rate where we're going uh where we're kind of where we're starting to work where we're starting to go i should say is figuring out how to use our internal data and technology to help parking operators set their pricing. And, and today we do that fairly manually where we recommend um, pricing to the operator, although they, at the end of the day, it's their, their asset and they set, they, they determine what price they want to charge. Um, but we're starting to use machine learning and artificial intelligence and all the data and technology that we gathered, gathered over, the, over the years to start to dynamically price that parking. Um, so you can imagine there are times where, uh, maybe there's an event and uh, you want to park somewhere and their garage is sold out. That's, that's yeah. not a really very good experience. Um, and there's other times where you might go uh, during off-peak hours and you pay a lot of money, but the garage is empty and you don't feel very good too. So we're working to make sure that parking operators are able to price their parking properly so that they maximize their profits. And at the same time, you as a consumer are always, uh, always paying a fair market rate um, and, and make sure there's always a place for you to park when you want to park. I mean, one of the key things of being able to scale and having the amount of lots that you have is knowing the, the data, the historical and real-time data of the rates and the usage. Um, and I think that's something that really modernizes the industry, just like the hotel industry is able to check rates all the time through different data systems, and they can shift their their models of daily rates for hotels, you too can do the same thing with parking that was used to be, okay, I'll go walk around two blocks around my neighborhood, look at the placards and then adjust it for like the next year. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. And if you think, I mean, if you think and you're in real estate and MLS and you have, you have ways to do research and, and, and figure out how you should price, price houses, but that didn't, I mean, in parking that, that whole concept didn't really exist. And so what we've done is we've been able to aggregate uh, the occupancy 
and the rates across the whole country and use that data to to price more intelligently and to provide a better customer experience exactly yeah i think you're you're basically eliminating monopolies and you're allowed and you're allowing the market to work the way it's supposed to work in many ways yeah i, I, I would you know i would describe it as this is is one of the challenges that 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 our cities have, even though you're into like urban planning and architecture mm-hmm. and real estate and all that, is we have way too much parking, right? There's there's a there's more parking spots <laughs> than I mean, it's unbelievable. Depending on the city, how much land is dedicated to parking, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. The challenge is there's so much parking because it's kind of hard to find. Mm-hmm. And so what we're doing is we're trying to digitize that that piece of real estate and make it visible on the internet so that it can be utilized in a more efficient manner. And if you actually go back and look at the study of, of how the OTAs, the, the kind of the Expedias and the price lines of the world grew, you know, one of the things is, is airplanes used to not always be full, right? The utilization mm-hmm. was lower. And with the advent of internet technology, utilization of, of airplanes and hotels and, and you know, rideshare, uh, gotten much, much higher. And so one of the things that we're trying to do is create a more efficient liquid market such that drivers can easily find that parking, the asset can be used more efficiently. And then and eventually some of that real estate will be repurposed for retail or condos or, or other types of use cases as well. Yeah, no, it, it, exactly. It, it gets you into the places where everyone can fit in and eliminates the waste. Uh, now, you know, what, what is your role with the company? What do you actually do on a day-to-day basis? Sure. So I, I joined the company uh, seven years ago after the seed round of funding. So I was one of the first, one of the first employees, the first executive hire in the company. And kind of my, my entire career has been working in high growth technology companies backed by venture capital, generally for the founder CEO of the, of the business. Um, and every few years, like what I like to do is kind of connect the dots, see around the corner figure out what has to happen next, put, put together a team to, to make that happen and, and kind of help things scale and eventually find someone who's much more talented than I am at that specific thing and, and, and let them kind of run the machine and, and, and grow it. And so for the first couple of years of Spot Hero, I primarily focused on the on leading marketing. I was basically the head of marketing for the first few years of the company and helped us expand from a dinky website in Chicago <laughs> that helped you buy discount parking and probably not have the best customer experience in the early days um, to, to uh, a well-recognized national brand used by tens of millions of drivers. And that was really the first, the first mission. Um, over the last few years, I've built out a, kind of a, a product strategy team that built a, a solution for corporate travel. Um, so, you know, Aaron, in your business, sometimes you drive downtown and, and you have to expense your parking. And yeah. So we built tools that made it easy to either use pre-tax dollars if you're driving to your office or to, to expense your parking with Concur or Expensify or Certify or whatever, whatever expense management tool you use. So that, that, was, that was one project. Another, another project that I've, that I've been responsible for is our strategic partnerships or, or business development team. And we've built relationships with some of the world's biggest technology and transportation companies, probably many of the apps that you use on your phone to get places uh, we have relationships with to try to figure out ways to make your multimodal journey easier. So if you live in Evanston, you might drive to the tank train, then take the Metra and then take a scooter, right? Yeah. Um, is, is one example. And so how do we over time 
um, partner with other companies to make that journey easy. And then, and then I also have a team of, of general managers that we've built out over the last year or two who focus on running the really high growth or strategic parts of our business to make sure kind of there's like one person who can wake up every day, spend all day and go to sleep every night thinking about some of the most important initiatives in the company. Yeah. And uh, to talk about strategic growth and, and adapting and seeing what's around the corner. Um, right now, we uh, during this time, we're dealing with the pandemic and it's changed driver habits. It's changed the amount of people driving into highly dense areas where there's offices um, and you have a lot more work for home. But you know, for me personally, I could see people going back to the office at some point um, in a big way and probably driving, uh, avoiding potentially uh, mass transit because of safety concerns or whatever that leaves. So how does Spot Hero um, plan for that? And, you know, where do you think it's going to be uh, as time goes on? Yeah, so it's funny you say the word plan because I think I think what everyone's learned the last couple of months is is, is you know you have, to, you have to deal with uncertainty. But so you know this this has been a, certainly an interesting year. Uh, on a personal note, uh, I was supposed to go to China in February to visit my cousin who lived there, and 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 that uh, that didn't happen. No. Uh, but since but since I think it was January twenty fourth when I got a message on WeChat saying, "Hey, uh, there's this virus here, and I think we may have to postpone our trip." It's been uh, it's been crazy, uh, crazy couple of months. Um, you know, I, I, I think about it in, in a few phases, right? Leading up to leading up to COVID and everything going on, our business was growing very fast. We were hitting all-time highs. Uh, we were accelerating growth. Um, and, and the business itself was was doing incredibly well. And, and we we're feeling really, really good about things. And then, you know, in March and early April, April as, as people stayed home, um, you know, revenue very quickly plummeted and and that's not that's not just for spire that's for everyone in transportation whether that was airlines cruise ships public transit rideshare scooters um so it's pretty pretty you except know. for bicycles they've been you know, doing so okay. bicycle sales went way up but yeah. uh if you look at the bicycle sharing apps like the divvies of the world in chicago uh, i don't think i don't think I'm not I, as far as I'm aware. Uh, I think demand was down for a period of time as well. But yeah, bike sales are, are are off the charts. And so yeah, business. I, I mean, business was down, and 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 if as I've told some friends, I feel like I've gotten a PhD in crisis management the last the last <laughs> best last few months. Um, but here, but here, but here's the thing, right? Is is if you look at data coming out of places like China, who's a little bit further along and 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 dealing with this, with this crisis. Uh, all forms of transportation are down, um, car share, public transit. The only one that's up is, is private car usage. Uh, if you look at the, the popular used car buying sites, uh, demand is way up. More and more people are buying cars. And even in our own business, um, demand for monthly parking, for example, in Manhattan is at about 150% of where it was pre-COVID wow. uh, because people are starting to buy cars and say, look, when I go back to the office or if I'm already going back to the office, I'm going to drive. And so, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting few months, few quarters, few years ahead. Um, transportation's, um, you know, certainly been challenged by this as a sector, both in mobility and transportation. I feel very hopeful for, for parking and especially a tech enabled parking company like, like Spire. 
Yeah, I feel like you guys are able to adjust and the partnerships that you talked about um, in different types of businesses really help you and leverage your power in many ways. And one of the things that you guys have uh, been involved in was uh, things with like um, with Waze Beacons, right? Or what, what actually, what is that program and how have you guys been involved in that? Yeah, so, so the Waze Beacons is a pretty fun story. Um, but the, the problem that we're trying to solve there is that uh, in, in downtown Chicago, there are five miles of underground roads like Lower Wacker Drive, yeah. where um, where if you're if you're a native Chicagoan or you know you watch it's a Batman, secret expressway, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You watch Batman; it's it's like totally a part of the city. Uh, but but what we would find in our own business is that there's actually a number of parking garages that that you can only access or primarily access via via those lower roads, and so people who were not as familiar with going into the city who would use our app because they were anxious about you know where to park and how much it was going to cost would see some pins on our map and would buy like the cheapest parking downtown which inevitably was these hard to access garages and they'd drive downtown and their gps would stop working underground <laughs> and they'd call us and you know we'd, we'd take good care of them but but the but the cancellation rates and, and percentage of time that people got lost was was you know was, was challenging and so, you know, long story short, I, I was in uh, the Google office in, in Tel Aviv and uh, having a meeting and this engineer kind of starts pounding on the door saying, I hear you're from Chicago. I have to talk to you <laughs> and, and kind of sit, sit down with him. And he shows me that uh, he had this experience in, in Boston where Boston is like miles and miles and miles of tunnels. Right. And um, GPS wasn't working. And he's like, look, as a result of this, as a result of, of ways GPS not working, people are actually getting in car accidents uh, because they're stopping and, and, and whatnot on these like underground tunnels. And so long story short, I, I watched his little pitch and I'm like, Gil, his name's Gil. It's like, Gil, we're going to help you. And we made a few phone calls. And next thing you know, I'm, uh, I'm, it's like two in the morning. I'm on Lower Wacker Drive. Uh, in a construction, in a construction, on all my construction gear, uh, and and what happened was, Spot Hero um, sponsored uh, the cost of these Bluetooth beacons that Waze invented. Waze prevented this IP, um, and the city of Chicago uh, provided labor. And what we did is we installed 450 Bluetooth beacons along about every hundred meters along the lower roads of Chicago. And what that did is is a few fold. One is it helped Spot Hero because now our partners uh, could actually get drivers to get to find their garages. Uh, it helped Waze and all the Waze users by making their GPS better, and helped the city as a whole by um, by reducing congestion and reducing accidents and just making the city an easier place to access. So it was a pretty fun project that we did, and and one of the highlights was we had this this press event. Uh, with with myself uh, at Inspire office with ways and with many representatives from the city of Chicago including the deputy mayor um, and that was that was a pretty fun project and we've continued to try to find ways to like give back and contribute to the city yeah I mean that's an awesome way to contribute to the city and it's not something that you would necessarily if if you didn't have a business that was so interconnected with all the other parking lots, it would never be something that just a parking lot operator would say, yeah, let's just go ahead and do this because yeah. it's, it's really the, the, the thing is that you're a technology company that happens to be in parking. 
Exactly. Right. Exactly. We're a technology company that happens to be in parking. Exactly right. And and you know we we were founded here. We were in you know what's now called TechStars Chicago, which was this local incubator. We were first class at 1871, which is one of the kind of the best recognized startup incubators and, and co-working spaces uh, in the world. And you know we've benefited a lot from ecosystem of of investors and professors and business people and and government officials and and so this was just a really great way to give back and and help people get around our city a little bit easier. Yeah, that's a great thing about this city, uh, you know, the whole area that you can make these connections and people want to help each other. I mean, one of the things that you've also done is you've been involved at Northwestern's Kellogg program and helping students with some of the things that they're doing, right? Yeah, so so have had a great relationship with Kellogg. I I have the good fortune of actually getting my MBA along the way while at Spot Hero at, at Kellogg. So that was a great experience. And and since I've been able to go back and be a guest lecturer at a number of classes in digital marketing and in entrepreneurship. And and actually amidst this this pandemic, uh, worked with with a marketing professor at Kellogg to to co-author a case study, um, one of these funny business case studies on on one of my experiences at at Spot Hero and kind of how we launched the business. And so uh, students in future quarters at Kellogg are going to, as part of the marketing class, are going to be studying kind of how Spot Hero went to market and figured out how to become the company that we are today. That's so cool. And all, you know, so many companies try to start out, they have a great idea, but they're not able to get it to the next level. And I think that the real success here is like having the right people involved to be able to push it through and, and get it around. Uh, all over. I mean, you guys are throughout North America. Are you throughout the world too, or just North America right now? So we're, we're focused on North America. So just to give a sense, the parking market is $100 billion globally, but about 30, 35 billion of that is in the US and Canada. And so even with our size and scale, we're still only a single digit percent of, of all parking that happens in, in this country. And and believe it or not, 30% or so of parking is still done with cash. Uh, I suspect that over the coming months and years, that is going to change. Uh, and I'm hopeful that uh, a lot of that will, will eventually flow through our platform. Um, and so we still have a lot of work to do here. And and the we're a company that likes to stay focused. And so we're going to stay focused. We're going to focus on where the, the ROI is highest. And that's going to be continuing to build out um our network of garages and and improve the customer experience for drivers in Chicago and in major cities around the country. Do you guys own any garages or it's strictly you uh, you sign contracts with the garage owners? Yeah, so we so we do not own any garages. We are not a parking operator. We are a, a, a website, an app, and set of APIs that provides a marketplace and 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 does marketing essentially for for these garages. Um, and then the way that ecosystem works is there are asset owners like REITs or, or individual owners. Uh, they hire property management companies or, or parking operators that kind of run the day-to-day at the, the garage. And then the other, the other kind of key piece of the space is the hardware that and the software that tracks how you get in and out of the garage. That's so called Parks, Parking Access and Revenue Control Systems. And so... You know, our we, we kind of sit on top of all that. There's the land, there's the people running the garage, there's the hardware and software, and then we're this digital infrastructure that sits on top of that, connecting drivers with with where they want to park. 
How do you charge uh, the operators? How does that work? Yeah, sure. So our business model is pretty simple. We take a commission on every transaction. And so we don't have any upfront fees. We don't have monthly fees. Um, But if a driver chooses to use our app and we bring that driver to your garage as opposed to any other garage in our network, you pay us a commission from every transaction. That's the primary business model. Um, It's kind of been that way since day one. We'll probably stay that way for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And as a consumer, you download the app, you you put in the information, and basically most of the time you would you have a QR code that you could scan onto the reader when you get into the garage, right? Yeah, exactly. So there's a few ways that the redemption happens. Um, it can range from Aaron, the experience you you described earlier is probably my favorite, is yes. you just pull up to the garage and the gate opens and closes. Uh, that's there'll be a lot more of that in the coming years. Um, another popular use case is we have a QR code and you just scan to get in and out of the garage. Um, if it's a valet stand, you know, in front of a restaurant or hotel, you just say, Hey valet, I'm here with spot hero. And they look at your, your pass and and take your car. Um, so there's a a whole variety of mechanisms. And I think one of the things that we've done particularly well is across 7,000 locations, a thousand operators, almost 50 different hardware companies at the garage, um, and a whole multitude of, of redemption experiences we've been able to consolidate that into one simple, easy way to park in our app. Um, and, and that's a little bit of the magic is just trying to simplify what's otherwise a fairly complex and not always perfect uh, experience. Yeah. yeah, it can be. I mean, it's like you think about like a company like Apple and they like to control their hardware the whole way through and it's easier that way and there's less glitches, but here you've got to work with a lot of different moving parts and it's very challenging, I imagine. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's taken us 10 years and we've made a ton of progress, but there's still a long way to go. And so we're, we're working every day to, to make the experience better and to digitize this industry. And, you know, the hope is, is that you get to the point where you're not worried about where you're going to park. You know what you're going to pay. You can get directly to the door without circling the block, creating more traffic and congestion. And we're well on our way, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, I was thinking about is that when you get your parking, uh, or you 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 uh, select which parking lot you want. You have the option to choose to get directions there, and you could use Waze, you could use Google Maps, you could use Apple Maps. So let's say I am using that, and I'm going to park somewhere on Lower Wacker. Do I have to be using Waze in order to be able to utilize those transponders? Yeah. So uh, kind of two part two part thing there. So when when you park a spot hero. Uh, we give you the option. You get this parking pass. It's like a you know uh, just a screen on our app that tells you where to go, and help credentials you to get in and out of the lot. And on that pass, you have two choices. One is to use your default navigation, and depending on your phone, that might be Apple Maps, might be Google Maps, might be Waze. Um, but then, because of the Waze beacons, we've chosen to partner with Waze on. They have a product called like a navigation SDK. And so in our app, if you select to use Waze, you have a little bit of an extra custom experience. And we do that because uh, yeah, their GPS works better on, on, <laughs> on the lower roads in Chicago where a lot of our traffic is. Now, Waze's solution is open. And so other navigation apps could choose to use it. Uh, to date, as far as I'm aware, they haven't yet, but possible in one day that in your Apple Maps, Google Maps or other other navigation apps, you'll be able to have that same experience as well. But that's that's up to them, not up to me. It's surprising that Google doesn't use it because don't they own Waze? 
Yeah, Google Google does own Waze, uh, which is a really interesting relationship. Uh, Google's <laughs> yeah. you know one of the biggest tech companies in the world. Waze is Waze is uh, you know unbelievably talented at, at what they do. Um, it's a really interesting relationship. Uh, but but if you think about it, tech companies have like a lot of things to solve. And so if you're if you're Google Maps, you have to figure out problems around the whole world. Right? <laughs> and they don't just do navigation; they do they do a whole bunch of other things too. And so uh, in technology, there's there's always more things that you could do than you have time to do, and so you know the all the all the various navigation apps will will prioritize fixing navigation on our lower roads in our city when they're ready to. So yeah. it'll happen eventually. It'll happen. It's 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 interesting. It's like technology companies are basically just problem solving companies because technology is the the use of tools in order to make our daily lives better, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and now the thing you mentioned before, kind of one one funny thing that happens is, is people know I work I work on this project, and so once in a while they'll comment to me. They're like, "Oh, I was on Lower Wacker, and the GPS wasn't working." And I was like, "Well, I bet you weren't using Waze, right?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And they're like, "Wait, no, no. I think oh, right, right. I was just kidding. I was using something else." So that that happens all the time. But yeah, exactly. I mean, technology. You know, in in technology companies, there's a role called a product manager, and one of the the product manager basically decides like what to build and, and how to build it. Um, and, and usually that process begins with like, what's the user problem? What's the thing that we're trying to solve? And so technology companies definitely are very focused on, on problem solving and figuring out how to create value and, and fix challenges for their target audience. So definitely that's true. Yeah. Well, I think that what you guys are doing is definitely making things more efficient for parking. It's made my life easier <laughs> for when I go places. Uh, so it's definitely a huge help. Uh, so where where should people go and find uh, what they're looking for here uh, to to download the app and everything else and use what you guys provide? Sure. If you want to find Spot Hero, you can download our app in iTunes or Google Play. You can go to our website, spothero.com. We also own another brand called Parking Panda, so you could look up that app too and that website, although this experience is probably going to be, we usually build on Spot Hero first, so that's that's the way to go. If you want to find me, you can find me on, uh, just look up my name on LinkedIn, on Twitter, um, wherever, uh, and my email address is my first and last name at gmail.com if you want to find me that way too. So, Well, you got. I, I think everyone should follow what you are doing and follow what Spot Hero is doing because I could just see in the next few years some pretty interesting breakthroughs of uh, what you're going to be working on. Um, so it's pretty cool to have you here inside the SCEV <laughs> and uh, doing some great things. Great to chat today and glad to, uh, glad to be in the SCEV. Yes. Thank you so much, Elon. Thank you.